uh, you know, eight to six, nine to five, whatever it may be, to cancel the season. This was not just a lone decision made by me as commissioner. But the vote is public. That's the thing. The chancellor of presidents put the vote out there, and it's public. The problem is, is this. The issue comes down to I don't think it was so much about what the presidents did and didn't do because the commissioner is on. I I think he made the decision alone. I don't think he conferred with his presidents. No, there was a vote. The vote was nine to something. Anyways, it had to be a vote of a six swing vote in order for the Big Ten now to play football because there's only three schools, if I'm not mistaken, that voted to say we want to play. And the other schools did not vote. I think it was 11 to three. You're going to have to swing six votes. You have to have 60% of the votes of the chancellors and the presidents in order to play football. Hey, who would you say is the cheapest school in the Big Ten? The cheapest school? Yes. Hint, you're from there. Uh, look, I've seen their financial aid. Wisconsin ain't cheap. But, I mean, I'm not talking about the cheapest to attend. I'm talking about the cheapest when it comes to spending money. Oh, no doubt, Wisconsin. So you would say that, right? Oh, yeah. Well, guess what? You're not going to believe this. You know, I always say coaches make too much money, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Jay Hobson the lowest, was the lowest paid coach at Conference USA before he was relieved of his duties. He's going to land another coaching job. Swack? Possibly. Jackson State? Possibly. State of Mississippi could live in Vicksburg? His dad was a legislator in Mississippi. Yeah, yeah and a doctor, and, and he's coached at Alcorn, won the SWAC. Yeah, there's no question. He's from Vicksburg. Would you go back to the SWAC or become an assistant somewhere? He's been an assistant in the SEC. Would you think, you know what, I've had enough of being a head coach? That depends on what is where his head is right now. I think if Ole Miss offers, he's there. Oh, he needs to go to Ole Miss, and there's no question. But I don't think Lane would hire him. But real quick, a Power 5 university chancellor and at least one U.S. senator say they are among those that believe the NCAA should limit the amount of money college coaches make. Rebecca Blank from Chancellor at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. Isn't it amazing? Because not to be confused with the University of Madison-Whitewater. Testified in a Senate hearing Tuesday morning that she would be more than happy to discuss the possibility of an antitrust law exemption that would grant colleges the power to curb the rapidly increasing salaries of coaches in college sports. All right, now, here's the problem you're going to have with that. So there's only a certain amount of money that the state actually pays college coaches. Correct. The rest of the money comes from foundations and things like that. So the problem that you're having is you're dealing with an entity that is not university-controlled. So there's still you can say okay yeah the university can pay let's just make up a low number of two hundred fifty thousand that's the highest they can come from the university well I tell you what in Tuscaloosa they'll be able to make up the difference in Athens Georgia they'll be able to make up the difference Wisconsin Madison they won't be able to make no up the difference. and and if you look at it the there the all there has to be is an articulation agreement between that particular organization and the university saying hey this is what we're doing we are the athletic foundation we're the red and the Cardinal and White Foundation or whatever, and here's our bylaws, here's what we do in order to help athletics. So as long as there is that articulation agreement with the university, guess what happens? Now all of a sudden they can do that. But now here's the problem you're going to have. I disagree with Wisconsin stepping out like this because I think that this is a Bush League move. If a school is able to pay their coaches, let them pay their coaches. Saints will whip them again. We have profits with no meat. And then Cookie, speaking the truth, gents, go Chiefs. One thing I want to add this before you go. Search firms are very good at protecting 
people who want to apply for jobs. Protecting everyone, protecting, protecting the everyone. universities yes. that are using them and also protecting the applicants. Because yes. you can go through a backdoor channel and say, is there any interest? And they can simply reply, we found there's none. So I'm not, you know, you're going to go. So that's, that's right. why you do. It's real easy. And we'll get out if I know this hour of power. And I appreciate you coming in. But, you know, you say, why don't you save that money? But it's that's the reason. So you can attract the best candidate. Attract the best can. candidate. And you got to do that. And you got to find somebody that's not going to come in and tear it up. If you're a new AD, the first thing you got to do is come in and learn, not tear stuff up. All right. Certainly appreciate you listening to us. The Victoria Black for John Tabor. I am Nick Brown. My time is up. I thank you for yours. This has been The Sports Company with Sean Fox, presented by Bud Light. Come back every weekday, 3 to 6 p.m. for more Sports Company on Sports Talk 977. I'll never forget that moment. I'll never forget that moment. As long as I live. As long as I live. It started with a phone call. I got the text when I was at work. My first call up ever as a member of the National Guard. This was it, the real deal. When we got to the armory, they briefed us on the wildfires, how they were getting dangerously close to homes. It was amazing to be a part of this massive operation. Helicopters were going up with huge buckets to drop water on the fires. Some of the guys in the unit were preparing for firefighting with local fire crews. We went out in Humvees to help with the evacuations. At that moment, I got my first taste of just how important the Guard is to my community. See how the Guard can be an important part of your life at NationalGuard.com. Discover what it means to be a citizen soldier, to serve locally as well as globally. Look into the benefits including career skills and money for college. Take a moment. Go to NationalGuard.com today. Sponsored by the Louisiana National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experience representation. This is Sports Talk 97.7. Now on KPCH Ruston 99.3. It's time for the First National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show. This is your source for Louisiana Tech Sports News. For the next 90 minutes, Bleed Tech Blue Radio goes deep inside tech football, basketball, and recruiting. Tonight's show on Sports Talk 99.3 is also brought to you by O'Neill Gas, Brister's Smokehouse, Courtesy Automotive, Dairy Queen, Walpole Tire, Ideal Portable Buildings, Kirk Joyner Graduate Sales, and Bienville Motors. Text us on the Fairway Carts text line at 888-993-7762. Here's your host, Ben Carlisle. Bleed the Tech Blue Radio. Let's do it again. It's game week. It's BC. It's Beck Haynes. It's John Tabor. Appreciate you joining us on this hot Tuesday evening here in Ruston, Louisiana. From the Sports Talk 97.7 studios, of course, you can call us, you can text us on the Fairway Cards hotline. It's 888-993-7762. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to get your thoughts on Louisiana Tech's season opener. Coming up this weekend, Saturday night in Hattiesburg, a date with Southern Miss. We're taking Jack Abraham out to the prom. It's rivalry week, BC. It's rivalry week. Kickoff set for 6.30 p.m. That's an ESPN2 game. For those of you that will be watching, 
Beck Haynes, nice to have you back. What is this, three weeks in a row, Ben? Uh, number might four. Be a, number four. Might be a personal record, Ben. Uh, last well, real, real quick, shout out to Beck for the nice cold polar pop. Oh, without a doubt. Do the do. Do the do. It's unofficial sponsor. A little, little shameless plug there for the do. Uh, do the melting do. Ben, you know you got to take care of the producer. Uh, without a doubt. I appreciate you doing your job a little bit. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, you know, last week was a little bit of a false start, BC. A little bit. We were hearing some rumblings. Couldn't relay them over the air. Right, and we're hoping for the best. And, Didn't um, even get into the front door before yeah. the news breaks. Yeah. Thanks, Pete Thamel. Yeah. So, uh, this week, uh, looking strong. Yeah, looking ben, you pretty know, good. Ben, you know this is my favorite game of the year. I, I try to get Skip to say he circles it on the calendar. He never says that. No, nah, he ain't giving you but that. But he circles it on the calendar. He ain't giving you that. I did a little digging today. I have some I have some Southern Miss facts for you. Really? Yeah, I'll, sh- I'll save them. But, yeah, uh, we'll have to get to them later in the show. Yeah, so, you know, it's a, it's a storied rivalry, Ben. It is a storied rivalry. Uh, a rivalry that the Golden Eagles have really controlled throughout. Not going to lie. Yeah. Not in Tech's favor, but times are changing. Yeah. I felt the... Momentum shift a season ago when your favorite player in college mm. football threw three interceptions. <laughs> Man. Wow. Of course, want to thank our sponsors, First National Bank, Fairway Car, Dairy Queen, Courtesy Automotive, Walpole Tire, Adil Portable Buildings, Bienville Motors, Ball Four Graduate Sales, Brister Smokehouse, and O'Neill Gas. Like I mentioned just a minute ago, you can call us, you can text us on the Fairway Carts. Hotline or text line, 888-993-7762. I guess, Beck, you know, really outside of it being game week, uh, the big news, Tommy McClellan, Louisiana Tech Athletics Director, uh, moving on, uh, was announced, I believe, yesterday uh, that he will be taking a Deputy Athletics Director job at Vanderbilt, will leave Louisiana Tech at the end of this month. So uh, I believe Tommy's been at Tech for six years. Uh, this past July it was six years, and uh, you know did a great job. Of course, you know when you, when you talk about an athletics director, it's just like anything—a a head football coach, a head basketball coach, a head baseball coach, whatever it may be. I, I don't think that you're you're ever going to find 100% of your uh, fan base happy, so to speak. But at the same time, Tommy did a great job. I think uh, you know we're hoping to get him on the show next week before the first home game, which will actually be his last game as athletics director uh, on the gridiron. But uh, I, I think he did a great job for Louisiana Tech and, and served us well. Yeah, Ben, just with anything, you know, you got to have somebody to blame when things don't yeah, go right. And, and, you know, it's going to be the athletic director. and they well, get It's easy paid, to take the top They get paid yeah. to take the heat, okay? I would take it. Yeah, Amy will take the, the heat. I'll take it. Uh, but, yeah, we do wish Tommy the best. He has uh, been a large part of some of the growth that's happened here at Tech and, you know, some of that just – not fell in his lap, but with a tornado, you know, you get a bunch of yeah, FEMA get, money and all that, and you're able to redo some of your facilities, and, you know, I mean, looks pretty good. Well, yeah, and I think, you know, you look at when he was hired back in 2013, you know, you're obviously entering into Conference USA. Uh, obviously, Skip Holtz had been hired in December of 2012, so he didn't necessarily make that hire, but uh, you look at the end zone facility that was opened up in 2015, the new press box that was opened up a couple of years ago, uh, like you mentioned, a new baseball stadium, a uh, new soccer stadium, a new women's softball stadium as well. And, and like you said, you know, not all of that is due to fundraising, but you, you look at some of those things that are going up around town, like those are going to be, um, you know, if not, t- 
you know, for sure they're going to be top of the line in Conference USA, but I would imagine they can rival a bunch of facilities at the Power 5 level as well. Uh, so he just did a tremendous job throughout his six years of Ruston, and we're certainly uh, appreciative of his work, and I know he always treated us, you know, very good as well. Right, and Ben, just for the just for the fans out there listening, and Ben, I know the answer. I'm going to ask you anyways. Is there a replacement yet? What are you hearing? Nah, what can you say? I think it's probably too early to tell. I'm sure there's some early candidates on the table, and I'm sure that you, you know, put a, you put an application in BC. I might should. Don't think I'll get the job at 29 years old with no experience. But hey, throw your head in the ring. Who knows what'll happen? Get the right people in your corner. You just might be not hearing from BC on Bleed Tech Blue Radio anymore these days. So we want to thank Tommy for his service, and like we said. Uh, working to get him on next Tuesday night. Elsewhere, uh, you know, obviously with the Baylor cancellation last week, Tech loses out on its money game. Uh, I believe that was set to be a $500,000 paycheck. This week, they bounce back. They go up on the glass, get the rebound. Going to travel to Provo, Utah, October the 2nd. That's a Friday night game. We'll probably be in prime time. A little ESPN action, get a chance to take on Brigham Young, better known as BYU, BYU team, I believe, that's 1-0 and on the year, and independent, not affiliated with the conference, opened their year with a 55-3 victory over the Naval Academy. So it'll be a nice, tough test out of conference. Like I said, we'll help replace that money game with Baylor, and uh, I know it's a matchup that has been discussed as far as a home-and-home, home, uh, you know, even going back 8-10 to 10 years, but uh, th- this will just be a, a single game uh, for Louisiana Tech at Brigham Young will be the first time these two teams have squared off. So, Beck, uh, li- like we said, got a big show planned for the night. I'm I'm ready for some Bulldogs You You told me you had some fire tonight. I mean, I'm just, you know, last week it was tough. You know, we, we were hearing rumblings and with the situation with the testing and everything, and now it's like, I mean, from what we can see, barring any major well, and like Skip said in his outbreak. press conference today, it, it feels like game week yes. this week. I think last week he probably, I mean, he obviously he knows what's going on and he's hopeful, but I hope he knows week, what's going on. Yeah, he knows, but this week it's feeling good, Ben. And Get Jack up, love playing Southern Miss. Oh, love the Golden Eagles and Bulldogs squaring off in Hattiesburg. What's a what's a heartbreaking twenty one twenty loss back in twenty eighteen? Dogs looking for some revenge this week. Coming up in the next segment, good friend Sutton Davis and. Call in. We're going to talk. Oh, good friend of the program. Yeah, good friend of the program. Not sure how much knowledge the young man has, but going to talk about the Big Ten. It, it appears that they're going to play football this fall. Oh, my. Ben, D- don't get me started. Oh, we're going to get you started in the next segment. There's no doubt about it. Coming up at 6.30, Heath Hinton, Big Gold Nation, will join us, discuss Louisiana Tech and Southern Miss. Obviously, a tremendous amount of news out of Hattiesburg the past couple of weeks. With Jay Hobson resigning, Scotty Walden, the new interim head coach. Walden just 30 years old. What can we expect to see from Southern Miss this week? You know, they've been running a little bit of Oklahoma drill, so going to have some juices flowing through the Golden Eagles. Uh, be interesting to see how they come out, what type of emotion, what type of passion. Can Louisiana Tech withstand that, uh, especially in the early going? And then coming up at 7 p.m., first-time guest. Don't know if you've heard of him. 13-year NFL vet. Louisiana Tech alum, believe he got a Super Bowl in his rookie year as a member of the Green Bay Packers practice squad. Tremont Williams will join us. 13 years ago that the Packers won. Yep, 2000, I believe it was in January of 2007. He signed in November of 2006. That is incredible. 
Yeah. It seems like, I mean, I would. it doesn't seem like 13 years ago that Aaron Rodgers won a Super Bowl. Been a while. Man. Been a while. So uh, looking forward to discussing uh, Tremont with his career and obviously looking back at his time at Louisiana Tech. Uh, came to the program as a walk-on. Uh, ultimately earned a scholarship and then went on to have a tremendous career in the NFL. So, Taves, let's go ahead, uh, take this first time out. We come back from the break. Sutton Davison will join us. We'll talk some college football. We'll discuss the Big Ten. Heck, I might throw a few jabs at UTEP. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Be right back after this. Oh, courtesy, a great place to buy a car. Smiling faces here at Courtesy. You love the deal you get on every car you buy. Eight brands, two convenient locations in Ruston, one goal. Customer satisfaction. That's the Courtesy way of doing business. Online at buycourtesy.com. Oh, Courtesy, a great place to buy a car. Hey, DQ fans, the new Fall Blizzard Treat menu is here. It's a lineup of all your favorite fall flavors, blended with world-famous vanilla soft serve. With pumpkin pie, caramel apple pie, Oreo mocha fudge, chocolate-dipped strawberry brownie dough, and snickerdoodle cookie dough, every bite feels like diving into fall. Leaves and all, it's officially fall at DQ. So hurry and make the season sweeter with the new Fall Blizzard Treat menu today. This may be an unprecedented year, but it's still an exciting year for La Tech. And Fairway Carts in Minden remains loyal blue. From the new football season to the growth and improvements in the sports facilities, Fairway Carts is proud to support everything good at La Tech. And everything good is more fun on a new Easy Go. So stop by and let them show you the right golf cart, utility, or multi-passenger Easy Go for your family from Fairway Carts in Minden. Call today, 371-CART, and go Bulldogs! Uncommon, how would you describe it? Would it be above the ordinary? Outstanding? Exceptional? First National Bank, the Uncommon Bank, is above the ordinary. An outstanding bank dedicated to exceptional customer service, trust, and courtesy. First National Bank, we promise to be uncommon in all the things we do. Member FDIC. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Carts hotline. 888-993-7762. Oh, you gotta love it. It's Bleed Tech Blue Radio. It's BC. It's Beck Haynes. It's John Tabor. Real quick, to the Fairway Carts text line. How is Tech doomed with the COVID test? Has there been any numbers shared this week? How confident are you that the game will happen Love the show. Catch it every week via podcast. That's Vince in Houston. I, I'm, I would say right now about 90% certain. Of course, you never know how the how quickly these things can change. But I would say right now, Bulldogs are going to be on the field Saturday night in Hattiesburg. Of course, there haven't been any numbers shared um, as far as you know positive tests versus negative tests or anything like that. But I would think I would definitely say things are trending in the right direction. Let's jump to the fairway carts hotline. Good friend of the program, Lil Sutton Davison. What's happening, pal? 
Hey there, small one. How's it going? <laughs> oh, pretty good. What you doing tonight in Nashville, Tennessee? Oh, you know, it's a nice, crisp uh, 75 degrees out tonight. And uh, actually, you better be lucky I'm doing this. My wife's got dinner on the table right now. So let's make this quick. I yeah, like yeah, Sutton got married, everybody. Here. Round of applause. Yeah, he just want to let y'all know. Yeah, yeah, know got some married. asparagus <laughs> and quinoa on the table. Needs to go eat. <laughs> Yeah, you know how I do. I'm healthy these days, man. Beck, Beck Haynes, he couldn't beat me in a race if, if I only ran a third of it. All right, well, let, let's get to some real news. I mean, I'm tired of hearing you and Beck. But, um, so, quick question for you before we get to the meat and potatoes of this interview. Sunbelt Conference USA, it's always a debate what the better conference is. Of course, you look at the Sunbelt's performance this week. ULL takes down Iowa State. Arkansas State defeats Kansas State. Coastal Carolina dominates Les Miles. I'm not sure Les Miles' quarterback uh, would make the roster at Bird High School. Uh, settle this debate. Sunbelt or Conference USA? Man, I tell you what. Can I pick neither? Is that a choice? Uh, no, I think I think watching all that Sunbelt football honestly just had me just more geeked up for NFL football because it was atrocious. I think, you know, watching ULL, which I will say UL and the second L. They think they're all cool for beating Iowa State, the doormat program of the Big 12 for years. Yeah, I know they're ranked this year. That doesn't mean anything. There's like 17 teams playing college football this year. <laughs> I could be ranked. I could be ranked if I went out there with a couple buddies, you know, circa 2010 intramural, okay? Yeah, you weren't very good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you weren't playing because you were charting pitches in the dugout there, big boy. <laughs> Hey, that's fine with me. Uh, more, on more of a national, on a more of a national note, uh, Oklahoma takes care of business with Missouri, with Central Missouri, Missouri State, whoever the heck they played. Game was over when they kicked off. But Spencer Rattler jumping into the Heisman race right away as a redshirt freshman, impressive performance in his debut. Yeah, I had to pay seventy nine ninety nine to watch that one on uh, pay per view, <laughs> yeah. but. Uh, I can tell you one thing, it was not worth it. Uh, I'd rather watch Spencer Rattler on Netflix where you can tell exactly who Spencer Rattler is when you watch him on Netflix. That guy's a jerk, and uh, if he wins the Heisman, it'll just be the next jerk from Oklahoma to win it. You, you mentioned that you're a big fan of the NFL, obviously. You, you like to talk about Jim Nance and Tony Romo in your dreams, but uh, Trevor Lawrence, how do you see him uh, – making the step to the next level. I think he announced 2020 will be his final collegiate season. Well, I love uh, that the Jaguars have already uh, messed up their tank job just one week in. But it looks like Gardner Minshew might be the real deal. He I don't is. know if uh, no, he I don't is. Know if Trevor I, I played in a wedding one time where he was there and uh, he was so big uh, they only had to cap the attendance like 100, 100 less because he took up all the pews. But, uh, <laughs> but I'll tell you one thing. Trevor Lawrence is a nice-looking quarterback. I love tall, thick quarterbacks. I'm not into all these short, uh, running-style quarterbacks. Give me a drop-back 6'5", 230-pound quarterback, and that's really going to butter me up. So, yeah, honestly, honestly, I'm thinking about maybe asking uh, old Mikey Teeves to tank it for the Steelers so we could grab him there in the top, uh, yeah, top, top well, pick with, there. With Big Ben at quarterback, you might be tanking this year. <laughs> there ain't no doubt. Uh, where, where's Trevor yeah, yeah. going? Where's Trevor going, Sutton? If you were to take a guess. Uh, well, I mean, obviously the Jags have been the the odds-on favorite, oh. but a lot, going to the Jags. Put, a lot of people who put that bet down are a little nervous this week. Still, uh, we did. So, 
I'm gonna have to, man. I'm, I don't know. I think in Tampa Bay, they're they're looking for somebody. Tampa I'm not Bay. quite sure. I'm not quite sure. You know, have y'all did y'all watch Tom versus? Tom? Oh yeah, I, I watched Tom I, because uh, old Ben picked him in the fantasy draft and thought he was gonna drop a thirty bird. Drop the twenty. Think, you heard Tom versus time. I think time might be uh, Time's up on a little Tommy. bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, let's talk about the Big Ten. No, yeah, let's jump into the meat yeah. and potatoes of this interview. Beck said he wanted to get fired up, so let's hear. It. I mean, bi- I mean, if you've ever if you've ever done something, you know, made a decision prematurely and then just look like a gigantic idiot, you might have something in common with the Big Ten. Woo! Sutton, tell me your thoughts yeah. when they pulled the plug about a month or two ago, looking at the same data that all the other conferences are looking at, and the conferences are like, "Woo, let's play football." And Big Ten's like, "We out. We setting a trend." Psych, no one else did it. Oh, yeah, it's all showbiz. No, no, nothing real about any of that, all showbiz. You know, I heard that uh, that Big Ten backpedaled faster than Baker Mayfield when he uh, <laughs> said that – when he said he was for sure kneeling during the anthem and then took a little heat for it, and then all of a sudden he's standing with the rest of the boys. <laughs> you hate to see it, the Big Ten looking a lot like Baker, which, uh, which makes sense because – which makes sense because neither one of them are playing much football so far this year. You you have more hatred you know, for Baker you know, than I've ever seen. Son, of it's, it's funny you say that. You know, I was thinking the Big Ten was kind of like, kind of like Jamar last year. You know, was playing football, then made a bad decision, then wasn't playing for a few games, and then uh, decided, you know what, I'm gonna come back and play some football. You know, it just really reminded me of all eight. You know. Yeah, yeah. You know what else it reminds me of? It reminds me of old B.J. Foster, the safety from Texas, who uh, did y'all decided- see that? Uh-uh. He, he just quit he mid-game. Oh, yes, yes. He decided decided to quit the team at halftime and then, you know, decided, never mind, I'll, I'll keep playing. And, you know, that, that sounds like the Big Ten to me. Hey, hey, the guy really wanted to play some football against UTEP. He knew it was a stat patter. Give him some, cut, him yeah. some, cut him a break. He was probably ticked because he took the under in that game. And uh, <laughs> it, was about 40, it was about 49 to 10, and he realized, he just lost a couple hundred dollars, and that was his whole uh, stipend paycheck for the month. Yeah, a little too much credit for the Miners. They didn't score ten points. A little three-burger. True that. Hey, also, uh, speaking of hiring people with no qualifications, did y'all hear about the new Big Ten commissioner? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Kevin. No, you no, know, I'm serious. No, no I'm serious. Did you, hear, did you hear who they hired? No. Dr. Fauci. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Fauci, yeah, yeah, you know, he, he's really good at backpedaling, so I figured they figured he'd be a great guy to lead the Big Ten. Hey, speaking of the Big Ten commissioner, Kevin Warren, it kills me that his son's playing in the SEC and he canceled football. But, son, one more question before we get out of here. We're Quite honestly, we're tired of hearing you rambling about stuff that we don't really care about. Um, Louisiana Tech, Southern Miss this week. I know you hadn't watched uh, one single practice. Beck's only watched one and a half himself. Uh, who you got this week? Yeah, it's tough to watch Tech play when, uh, you know, they uh, ain't playing. So, um, yeah, I hadn't watched much. But, you know, I, I, as much as I hate Baker Mayfield, I might hate Southern Miss and Jack Abraham just a little bit more. And so there's really nothing that brings me joy like knowing that Tech is going to go out and curb stomp Southern Miss this week. And, uh, yeah, Frank Gore Jr., uh, yeah, I don't know if you heard, but your dad's starting this week, and uh, he can't come to the game. So it's going to be tough to do much without old Pops in the stands. He's 57 and, and pulling on his Social Security, but still toting the rock for the Jets. 
two yards in a cloud of dust, baby. Hall of but Famer. hey, my, listen. My, Go ahead, son. Go ahead. No, no, I was. I mean, I was just going to say my only, you know, reg- not my only regret. One of my regrets about last week is not probably having a better look at Tech's QB situation because, let's be honest, uh, Southern Miss is limping a little bit, and I really wanted to kick them while they were down. But uh, what do you think uh, with the QB si- situation still up in the air, Sutton? Um, do you think it's going to yeah. take a while to get going, or are you worried about that at all since Southern Miss does have a game, an awful one at that, but a game under their belt this season? Yeah, yeah, you do have to consider that they've already played football, and with no, you know, real live snaps uh, thus far, Tech is probably going to have to come out uh, expecting to play a little bit of defense to keep it keep it close. But I will say, I like Luke Anthony. You know, in my humble opinion, when you've seen one guy and it didn't work well, I don't know, maybe try the guy who you haven't seen, and if it doesn't work, then you kind of know what you have with Allen, but... I like Luke Anthony. You know, he's got a little bit of fire under his belt. He uh, he came to Ruston from a pretty, uh, we'll just say, off-the-map program. And this is his chance to really put his name in the books here, uh, like the guys in the past that we've seen transfer in for their fifth year. So uh, he does get an extra year after this, which might uh, help, you know, ease a little bit of that, that anxiousness to kind of perform early. But I will say, I'm a, I'm a Luke Anthony guy. I think, you know, Daddy's got him in a good spot, so he might be, you know, doing big stuff for us. All right, well, speaking of uh, coming from a program that's off the map, uh, let's go ahead and knock you off the grid. Certainly appreciate you joining us tonight, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk soon. Hey, one more thing. Uh, I, just before we wrap it up about the Big Ten, the Big Ten <laughs> honestly could learn. They could learn from old Beck Haynes. You know, Beck is a guy who really sticks with things even when the going gets tough. For instance, he started a fantasy football league and has lost every damn near year, and and he continues to play fantasy football. So you got to give nothing but respect. The Big Ten, Dr. Fauci, the commissioner, they could learn a few things from Beck. You know, stick with things. Hey, Tabes, you know, want to hang up that phone Yeah, Tabes, let's, let's get him out here. Let's get this guy hey, out I've been carrying yeah, hey, we'll this program for years, and I'll we'll continue to carry we'll it. Get him out of here. <laughs> Get him out of here, Tapes. Ben, like, some, sometimes the people you get on this show, I just, it just blows my mind. Like the last thing I want to hear about is Doctor Fauci as the Big Ten commissioner. Like, God, please pipe down about that crap. We should have just asked him how many games he's been to in the last few years. That would have taken all credibility. Big donut, <laughs> extra glaze, toss the sprinkles. Tapes, be honest. You like me in studio better than Sutton. He's nodding his head, yeah. He <laughs> well, he likes that Mountain Dew. Sutton never brought a pot. That's pie. right. That's exactly. Right. Tell him Gosh. tapes. Tell him tapes. Man. Ben, Back. do I need to, do I need to, do I need to save this for another segment? Do I need to tell, no, the, tell the fans why I I love the Southern Miss game week so no. much? No, hey, we're going to wait till that's 645. Why, that's why I asked. Yeah, we're going to wait until 645. I didn't look at the script. Oh, yeah. I, silly me. What do you got next? Well, I got a few more things in college football. I don't know if you saw it. Notre Dame struggled to a 27-13 victory over Duke. It's 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 anything goes. No, they notched a spot in the college football playoff. Don't worry. <laughs> I just think of it with the year that everybody's had, no spring, weird fall, players out left and right. It's going to be some ugly football. I'm just telling you gamblers out there, be careful. Be, be careful. careful. Tread lightly, my friends. Anything can happen. Uh Minus 350 favorite, like, just be careful. Don't 
trust Vegas, Vegas in 2020. Vegas know. They don't know the impact of a no home crowd. Oh. They don't know. Across Conference USA, UAB were thumped by the Miami Hurricanes. They couldn't hold up their end of the bargain after Louisiana Tech and FIU had previously defeated Manny Diaz's Hurricanes. UTEP goes on the road. Not sure why they left El Paso. 59-3 loss at Texas. How do you get back on the bus after that? Not sure I'd let that squad. Appalachian State takes down Charlotte 35-20. That was actually a pretty close game, I believe, late into the third quarter. We give the 49ers some credit. They gave some effort. UTSA defeats Texas State in a wild win in San Marcos. 51-48 in double overtime. Beck, did you see the end of that game nope, in regulation? I did not. So, Taves, you might remember it better than me, but I think Texas State takes a 91-yard punt return. Yes, I did In the see final that. member, yes. the final minutes, kicker misses the PAT, end up going to overtime and fall. Good win for UTSA, of course. Always nice to beat the Sun Belt. It's what we like to debate, right? Yep. Western Kentucky goes on the road. They fall to Louisville 35-21. That was a game that wasn't really ever close. It'll be interesting to see how that Western Kentucky program bounces back as they get set for a date with Hugh Freeze and Liberty this weekend. So let's go ahead, jump to our next timeout. Of course, want to thank Sutton Davison for joining us. I mean, do you we? Can... Do we, though? Yeah, good question. Not really. Coming up next, after the break, Heath Hinton, Big Gold Nation. We're talking Louisiana Tech. We're talking Southern Miss. We'll be right back after this. First National Bank, we have a strong team of bankers who are dedicated to meeting the needs and dreams of our customers. With competitive rates, tailored loans, and exceptional customer service, your experience with us is sure to be like no other. We invite you to come tailgate before every Louisiana Tech home game. First National Bank, we are the Uncommon Bank. Visit us online at fn.bank, member FDIC. Hey Bulldog fans, this is Mark Richardson with BMW Motors in Arcadia. Are you looking for the lowest possible price for a used car or truck? My fellow Bulldog and partner Jeff Robinson has been out scouring area dealerships looking for the best possible deals. When he finds them, we bring them to BMW Motors in Arcadia and pass on those deals to you. Come check us out in Arcadia and when you do, you'll be able to say, I know I got the best deal. Go dogs. BMW Motors in Arcadia. Got a lot of stuff? Ideal Portable Buildings has what you need. A new custom-built portable building built with quality materials at low prices no one will beat. Ideal also carries dirks and portable buildings in all sizes from a garden shed to a lofted barn cabin. And keep all your stuff covered with a new Eagle Carport from Ideal. Rent to own with no credit check and 12 months same as cash with approved credit. Find Ideal Portable Buildings on Facebook or call 699-9426. This may be an unprecedented year, but it's still an exciting year for La Tech. And Fairway Carts in Minden remains loyal blue. From the new football season to the growth and improvements in the sports facilities, Fairway Carts is proud to support everything good at La Tech. And everything good is more fun on a new Easy Go. So stop by and let them show you the right golf cart, utility, or multi-passenger Easy Go for your family from Fairway Carts in Minden. Call today, 371-CART, and go Bulldogs!
Want to find out stuff about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Carts hotline, 888-993-7762. Welcome back, Bleed Tech Blue Radio. It's BC, it's Beck Haynes, it's John Tabor. Go straight to the Fairway Carts hotline. Get set for a huge matchup this weekend between Louisiana Tech and Southern Miss. Join us to talk about the Golden Eagles. Heath Hinton with Big Gold Nation. Heath, how we doing tonight? Hey, guys, how's it going? Oh, pretty good. Of course, you know, you look at things down in your neck of the woods in Hattiesburg. I, I guess I really don't know the best way to kind of kind of bring you in with all the news that you guys have had to deal with. I, I guess let's start with Jay Hobson. Uh, resigns following the loss to South Alabama. Uh, just your thoughts on the whole situation and ultimately uh, your thoughts on Hobson's tenure overall. Sure. I was talking to a guy today and the hurricane's out in the Gulf and we said, well, we've already been through one this season. I guess the second won't hurt. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, talking about Hobson, it was a situation where, let's face it, the man just didn't have the heart to coach anymore and he wanted to he decided that if he didn't have the heart and he couldn't give 100%, he wasn't going to uh, try to coach and try to fake it because the kids would know it, and he got out of there. And it has been a whirlwind, to say the least. And so you, you look at the program overall. Of course, you know, prior to the season, you know, I think six or seven guys opt out, ultimately decide to transfer. You don't play particularly well in the season opener in the loss to South Alabama at home. Fast forward two weeks, it's a rivalry game. Louisiana Tech's coming to town. Scotty Walden's first game as the interim head coach. He has a little bit of head coaching experience going back to his time at East Texas Baptist in 2016. Uh, from an overall mentality, uh, from a from a spirited standpoint, I, I've been seeing some uh, them really getting back, trying to get the guys focused and excited for this weekend. How do you see them bouncing back in that aspect? I think they've got a little bit of the Southern Miss back to them. And when I say that, uh, just going hard, going to work every day. And, and I think Coach Walden, and when he's come in and done, is he's created more of an atmosphere. Of, they're more excited than they used to be. They're more uh, enthused. How that's going to uh, how that's going to look on the football field, yet to be seen. But I can say the players – have really liked what's happening. I mean, let's take Walden and some of the things he's done. Um, practices at Southern Miss have always been known to be long, three, three and a half hours. He's cut them back to two. Uh, things that, you know, they start practice off now instead of just having these long uh, workout sessions and making practice longer, he starts practice off now with getting two guys out there from, uh, you know, you'll have an offensive, defensive line, a linebacker, running backs, wide receiver, DBs, line up and go after each other and get a little excitement built at practice. They call it the crazy eagle. Um, he's done things like that just to get the team together. And from talking to players and talking to coaches, it seems like the team, I'm not going to say you can reinvent the wheel in two weeks because you can't, but, the team has really come together under Walden. He's 30 years old. He seems to uh, have a good rapport with the kids. And uh, I think, you know, Southern Miss, I think you'll see a different Southern Miss team this week. Now, is that going to add to a win? I can't tell you that. But I think you're going to see the attitude of Southern Miss different. And I think that's the one thing from the South Alabama game that just, you know, losing to South Alabama is one thing. But when you're out there 
and the attitude just isn't where it is and you got people looking around looking like they're not interested, there's a problem there. And I think that you'll see a difference in that this week. And you mentioned how it's really not possible to reinvent the wheel over a two-week period of time. But as a head coach and stepping into a new role, he, he can get the guys more fired up, playing with a better attitude, playing with more energy and more effort. But speaking specifically to the offensive side of the ball, uh, which is his expertise, I know Matt Kubik was brought in as the offensive coordinator alongside him in the offseason as well. Do you see them doing anything differently on the offensive side of the ball uh, with him taking over as head coach? I think you'll see little twerks and different things that they do. I think that, you know, I think Southern Miss kind of understands they may not be able to power run the football. They're a good pass blocking team. I think you're going to see a situation where they go 10 personnel um, and just try to throw the ball around, create scenes. I just, I think you're, and they're going to move faster up and down the field. They're going to use tempo. I think what you'll see is a different team in, in the, not the play, not their not their plays, but the style that they run their plays. I'm trying to. Does that make sense? Yeah, like yeah, they're just gonna, they're just gonna be. You're gonna see different formations. You're gonna see a different a different style of offense. Not different plays, but different style of offense. Um, and, and look, offense spreads. All the plays are pretty much the same. It's just kind of how you, uh, in a lot of sense. Let me say that in a lot of sense spread is a lot of the same place it's just how you put lipstick on a pig if that may I, I don't know i'm trying to figure out a good way to put it no, but I, it's how you put put ribbons and bows on it that kind of makes a difference no i would certainly agree with you in that aspect and you look at this team offensively obviously uh jack abraham back as a three-year starter at quarterback but you know outside of tim jones at running or at receiver uh really a new receiving core uh, i know the tight end had a nice first game uh, who are some guys to watch at the skill position uh, spots, you know, heading into this game? Uh, one guy, a running back, I would, I would really uh, keep my own, and a lot of people have probably heard this name many times, Frank Gore, but it's his son, Frank Gore Jr., um, young man who's come in, look, had really flashed during the ULM game, played hard, actually had a touch, I mean, not ULM game, I'm sorry, the uh, South Alabama game, had a touchdown called back, that really was a touchdown. That they said they blew the whistle, but electronic whistles you can't hear it. But whatever. Um, he's very football smart. Uh, coaches say he's mature beyond his years, and he runs extremely hard. Doesn't have top end speed. He's not going to outrun anybody. But between the tackles, he's very instinctive. I would watch out for him. Uh, Jason Brownlee is a guy who has a lot of speed on the outside. They've got they've got guys in place that can run, that can move. You talked about the tight end, Grayson Gunner. He was really good, so was Narcissus Driver. They've got pieces in place. They've just got to give them the ball and do a better job of that. And I, That's the one big area that the coaches have been working on all week is kind of seeing where everybody fits in best. They have pieces, but they have to put them in the right place. And when you, you know, just to go a little further into this about their offense, when these guys do struggle on the offensive side of the ball, it's easy to open up a box score. And, you know, it seems week in and week out, I know when we check them out, you always see Abraham, he's completing 70, 80% of his throws. What are some of the things that slow them down offensively? Is it that lack of a run game? Uh, that kind of can get them ahead of the chains on early downs that really 
uh, prevents them from, you know, scoring 30, 40 points a week at times? Absolutely. You hit the nail on the head. It's the ability to line up and say, I'm going to run the ball. Here I come. Stop it. They they just don't have that ability right now. What they have to do is they have to get in formations and, and try to get the box spread out. Um, try to try to get as many mismatches as possible, and that's the way they're going to have to operate. Uh, a lot, misdirection, uh, not a lot, probably a lot more zone read this time, and a lot less uh, guard over tackle over plays because those take so long to develop. Um, a lot of quick hitting running plays, I think you'll see. But I, I think they're going to try to run the ball. I think they may, you know, try to do some things to open up some gaps in the offensive line maybe spread out their splits a little bit, uh, maybe try to go to the Mike Leach. He's at Mississippi State now to go to the Mike Leach film and talk about spreading out the offensive linemen because if you ever watch that, he has huge gaps in his offensive line. Um, I think you might see some of that, but their ability not to be able to line man-to-man and run the football has been Achilles' heel last season, and it's going to be Achilles' heel this season, looks like. And you look at the defensive side of the ball, obviously Tony Pecorero uh, back as the defensive coordinator on that side of the ball. I know week one, South Alabama had a lot of success throwing the football. How do you see this unit uh, stacking up here, you know, not only entering this week, but as we progress through the season as well? I think they're young. They're going to get better. I mean, I had a linebacker who was hurt, but he opted out. And then a defensive end, Jacques Turner, who – is really good he opted out but they still have a lot of depth there the issue was getting to the quarterback at this point and look south alabama give them credit they're not a bad football team they took two lanes to to their limits they beat they're not a bad football team so i can't say that you know they're trash and and they don't have a good offensive line because they do but i think southern miss was very upset and that they didn't get to to the quarterback they uh, they didn't do a good job in, in defensive pass coverage. And I think, you know, on the front seven, they're going to have to tackle better and they're just going to have to get after it. Once again, the talent's there. It's just you watched the game last week just like on the offense. There was no energy whatsoever. Yeah, there think, was no energy. So yeah, I think that's got to change on both sides of the ball. Yeah, and I think that, you know, speaking specifically to the tackling issue, I think that's probably – uh, if you look at it from Louisiana Tech's perspective, that's probably the biggest question mark uh, going in for them as well, just knowing that – and I'm sure it's a, a thing that most programs have dealt with throughout the summer and into the fall is just the lack of ability uh, to line up and hit each other throughout fall camp. But, but it, we'll see how that progresses throughout the season. But looking at it from a Southern Miss perspective, uh, what are some of your keys to the game and a prediction uh, for the matchup this weekend? Oh, wow. Uh Boy, keys to the game for Southern Miss, I think maybe they're going to have to play with more energy. I keep saying that, but I'm telling you, if you watch the game, it just it, that's the first thing you notice. They have to play with more energy. They have to be more aggressive. Um, defensively, they're going to have to tackle better. And uh, I think as far as offense, they're just going to have to keep their foot on the gas because they're playing a team that, you know, because of situations – may not have had as much practice time as they had. So you're going into the game with that advantage. So I think if you're Southern Miss, you're going to try to tire down Louisiana Tech. And how you do that, you stay at tempo, you blitz, you do different things to speed the game up. And I think that's what, I think that's what Southern Miss is going to try to do.
Absolutely, Heath. Well, we certainly appreciate you joining us tonight. Uh, how can our listeners follow your work online? Oh, yeah. Uh, you can go to at BGN Heath Hinton or at uh, Big Gold Nation on Twitter. Also, uh, southernmiss.rivals.com, Big Gold Nation. I'm the owner editor there. You can go read stuff there. Just uh, have a little fun, man. It's going to be a fun weekend. Can we call it the rivalry in Dixie still, or they have that? They, we had to change that. Oh, well, absolutely. I did some research year. on that this weekend, and we're bringing it back. Yeah, we're bringing it back. I, I was hoping so, because if we can't say the rivalry in Dixie, that's just awful. Yeah. I'm just going to go out and say it. Yeah, absolutely. We got to be able to say the rivalry in Dixie. We've already they're already taking the Dixie Darlings from us so, <laughs> next season, so we got to have the rivalry in Dixie still. Right. Without a doubt, Heath, we appreciate you joining us tonight. Looking forward to a fun matchup this weekend in Hattiesburg. Heck yeah, guys. Y'all have a wonderful uh, week, and it was great talking to you. Heath Hinton, Big Gold Nation. Always appreciate Heath joining the program. Comes on every year. Does a tremendous job at covering the Southern Miss program. And, you know, you look at the matchup between these two teams, and, you know, we were just talking about the line. I think Southern Miss is favored by five. It's it's tough to predict. You really don't know what Tech's going to come out like, what they're going to look like offensively. We mentioned the defense hasn't had a ton of tackling throughout the fall. And then Southern Miss replacing Jay Hobson. Scotty Walden takes over, so they're going to be playing. Uh, if we had to guess, they're going to be a little more fired up for this one. So should be a fun matchup this weekend in Hattiesburg. We can go ahead, uh, take our next time out, and we come back from the break. Beck said he's done some research. We're about to find out. You're <laughs> listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. At First National Bank, we are committed to the individuals and communities we serve. We offer personal banking, mortgage lending, commercial lending, and cash management. Let us honor our pledge to be uncommon in all that we do by visiting one of our convenient locations in Arcadia, Ruston, Farmerville, Monroe, and West Monroe and experience our professional, enthusiastic service. First National Bank, the Uncommon Bank. Member FDIC. Oh, courtesy, a great place to buy a car. You'll love the smiling faces here at Courtesy. You'll love the deal you get on every car you buy. Eight brands, two convenient locations in Ruston, one goal. Customer satisfaction. That's the Courtesy way of doing business. Online at buycourtesy.com. Oh, Courtesy, a great place to buy a car. This may be an unprecedented year, but it's still an exciting year for LaTeX. And Fairway Carts in Minden remains loyal blue. From the new football season to the growth and improvements in the sports facilities, Fairway Carts is proud to support everything good at LaTeX. And everything good is more fun on a new Easy Go. So stop by and let them show you the right golf cart, utility, or multi passenger Easy Go for your family from Fairway Carts in Minden. Call today, 371 Cart, and go Bulldogs! Graduate sales. You know us as the class ring people, and you should. We've been supplying the area with graduation specialty products like class rings for more than 60 years. At Graduate Sales, there's so many things we offer, though. Name cards, mailing accessories, note cards, T-shirts, shorts, memory gifts, memory books, announcements, inserts, too. Rely on us for all your graduation needs, including class rings. Call Kurt Joyner at Graduate Sales or go online, www.graduatesalesury.com. That's www.graduatesalesury.com. Want to find out stuff about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank. 
Call or text the show on the Fairway Car Top Line, 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Lead Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Haynes, John Tabor live from the Sports Talk 97.7 studios here in Ruston. Louisiana Tech set to open its season once again this week, traveling to Hattiesburg. Got to love old conference game to get things going. little rivalry week here. Louisiana Tech Southern Miss set for a 6.30 p.m. kickoff. It's on ESPN2. Looks like Hurricane Sally will not impact the Hattiesburg area as ben, much as we expected. do you remember when we were in college and we went to Southern Miss for the Tech game when old Nick Eichen was quarterback? Bro. Tropical Storm Lee was coming through. 9 p.m. kickoff. Didn't leave the stadium until about 1 a.m. Got home about 5. Yep. Uh, Bulldogs lost a heartbreaker, nineteen to seventeen. What uh, tropical storm was that? Tropical storm Lee. Yeah, wasn't yeah. listening to you earlier, but um, <laughs> shocker. Earlier. Old tropical but, uh, storm well, Lee was pretty brutal that night. Little puddles on the turf, I remember. Yeah, in some Hattiesburg. puddles on the turf. Kickers were having trouble, but uh, lost the game. Yeah, lost a game because of a last minute kick by. Sat behind Miles White's parents. Did we? Miles White's one of my favorite Bulldogs. I was watching Miles play opposite Quentin Patton. Yep. Oh. The general. Wasn't that fun? That was, was a good fun time, trip. Ben. But, but ben. Going back to college, like, we could make some trips. I couldn't drive to Monroe at 9 o'clock now. No. Wow. Oh, I remember there was a lot of energy drinks involved. Yeah. Remember, you wrote a song about your house. We yeah. sang it on the way home. <laughs> we did. We sang about the crib. The crib. Uh, I drove up until Monroe and then couldn't do it anymore, Ben. You just had to give on the it way up. back. <laughs> not not thirty minutes. I didn't make it. I made it a lot longer. Had to give it up after thirty to minutes on the, to get home. Gave, gave the gave the keys to Kyle and uh, then was wide awake because I thought I was going to die. So it was a storm. <laughs> it was a storm. So what you got for me? BC, what you got on the Bulldogs and the Golden just, Eagles? Just some history. It used to be called the rivalry in Dixie. Fifty-one total meetings. The Golden Eagles, unfortunately, are thirty-five and sixteen against the Bulldogs. Seven and three in the last ten meetings. Ben, let me give you this bit of information. All right, Bulldogs looking for their second straight win in the series for only the fourth time in forty-one. Would you say fifty-one or forty-one? Fifty-one meetings. Fifty-one meetings. You have to go nineteen fifty-nine. Nineteen thirty-five was the first meeting. There was a couple years we didn't play. I wasn't around back then. 
for his first interception of the season come Saturday night. So, yes, Jack did start his career at Louisiana Tech, signed with the Bulldogs out of Oxford, Mississippi, Oxford High School. Um, spent the fall at Louisiana Tech where he was on the DL, the injured list, the disabled list, whatever yep. you want to call it. Yep. Uh, I don't know what we're calling it these days. Uh, came out for the spring. Obviously, Jamar got the start uh, at Arkansas in that 2016 season opener. Was Jack in the mix? That was before I was paying attention. What do you mean, that spring? Yeah, or like, you know, well, Jamar oh, got the start at Arkansas but uh, because of no, Higgins. Not really. But. As a true freshman, he wasn't. It was between Jamar and Higgins. Price Wilson. Oh. Once, was the third, once was the Higgins spot? went out. Yeah. Okay, so Jack was never – not that year. Yeah, okay. So you come to the spring, obviously, it's more of an open competition. Because uh, Higgins is gone. Yep. Listen, it's 15 practices. Uh, you get a ton of reps every quarterback. It was pretty clear at that point, Jamar is a better quarterback. Mr. Abraham, Father Abraham, takes his talents to the JUCO level before signing with the Golden Eagles the following year. Interesting. So last year. Heck, we've been over that before. I, 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 I can't know. get over your lack of memory. Well, it's a real problem, uh, but also it's a new year. You know, you never know who's listening. It is. That's true. That's we true. Gotta, That's gotta, true. Gotta, That's true. You got to spark the fire, Ben. Yeah, light it tapes, up. Tapes listens to a lot of radio. You might have forgot. That's true. Here's the deal. Last year, Mr. Abraham started off a little flashy against the Bulldogs in Ruston. Jogged across in front of the Tech Bulldog sideline. You know, use your imagination. I think we we verified some some version of "you could have had me," was what he said, right? I believe that was it. Yeah, yes. I think it was. You could have had me. You could have had me. After they went up fourteen nothing. After they went up fourteen nothing, and then oh, oh my goodness, forty five sixteen dogs rest of the way. Wow, talk about talk about being humbled, Ben. Here's the deal. I don't. Do you know how? Do you know how many snaps Jack would have probably taken had he stayed at Tech? A lot. You think? I don't know. You wanted Jamar benched? Yeah. I guess that wasn't the answer you were looking for. No, I zero, think zero, <laughs> zero. Ben, it was uh, it was very sweet. I mean, I do. I can appreciate the fire. Okay, yeah, yeah, but if you're going to bring the fire, you better be ready to to get humbled. Yeah, and that's what happened. And you and I were from me to Tabes. No, you can't see it. When uh, Meek picked that ball in the end zone. Yep. One of four interceptions oh, for Mr. Abraham. Unbelievable. So, there's a little bit of history. Jack is, uh, I mean, he started his career here, so obviously he probably has this game circled on his calendar, too. Wants to prove to the Bulldogs. Wants to go out a winner yeah. against the Bulldogs. Yeah. So, hey, give him some credit. One punt for 17 yards in his career. That's right. So, that's why I care. I I, I, I just feel like it's spicy. Yeah. It is, and I wonder how much. Um, I mean, he may not think about it at all. I no, I, 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 that's a, that's what I was about to say. I wonder how much of that um, animosity towards Louisiana Tech, and you know, both ways, how much there really is uh, between the two programs now. And, and granted, you know, quarterback doesn't win or lose a game, but at the same point, uh, if he leads your program, you want to beat him, you know, without a doubt. So uh, Louisiana Tech will have the task of slowing him down on Saturday night along with the Golden Eagles. You look at Abraham during his career, he's completed 70% of his throws. The, the big issue for him has been interceptions, uh, the lack of ability to protect the football. He's thrown 25 interceptions in 23 career games. So uh, Louisiana Tech, I think, a key to the game for Tech, especially early, uh, a nice early turnover 
start the start the offense and plus field position will be big for the Bulldogs. Right, you want to try to rattle them early, and with the new defensive coordinator this year, it'll be interesting to see. I think you're you're rattled. You're uh, you're expecting a few more, a little more pressure this year. Bring a little heat on him. See what he's got with the man in his face. Nothing wrong with that. Make him beat us. All right, let's see if they can beat you over the top. So you look at the matchup between these two teams. I think the big question mark is what will Louisiana Tech look like this week. Obviously, didn't get to practice a whole lot last week with the COVID positive test. Bulldogs are back on the practice field today. Uh, we'll practice again Wednesday and Thursday before heading to Hattiesburg on Friday. Uh, like I mentioned with Heath, I think the big question mark for Louisiana Tech is, you know, they haven't tackled a ton defensively. How do you tackle early on? How can you settle in the game? There's going to be a lot of guys playing their first game as young freshmen, uh, some JUCO guys as well. Can you get settled in? Can you take a deep breath and really uh, play your game that you've played, you know, throughout fall camp? And I, I know if you threw Beck and I out there, we'd be a little jacked up ourselves. Oh, for sure, Ben. For sure. For sure. I, I wouldn't mind taking a snap at QB every now and again. <laughs> that would be awful. <laughs> Bruh. Could hit the thirty-yard seam route. Well, you had a little QB in your blood back in the day, huh? Yeah, Sixth grade, six cattle grade. magnet or something? Yeah, a little, not cattle magnet, a little Herndon magnet. Okay. Little, you know, I, could, I knew it was a magnet. Yeah, Average about eight yards a game passing through the air, but we won't discuss that for the one and seven Herndon Hawks. Uh, speaking of the Golden Eagles, how will they look this week? Can they bounce back from obviously the loss to South Alabama? Jay Hobson resigning, Scotty Walden taking over in his first game. Uh, we heard from Heath that you, we expect the Golden Eagles to be fired up, play with more energy, more effort. Uh, I would think that alone uh, gives them a great chance to win this football game. Uh, but, you know, like we said, it's a rivalry game. We've seen these two teams square off. Louisiana Tech, you go back to 2016, they had an opportunity to host the conference championship if they could just beat uh, – a Southern Miss team that wasn't very good. The Bulldogs fall in Hattiesburg. So you look at this rivalry game, anything can happen on any given week. Right. And Ben, I, I, for me personally, like this is, this is just has a lot, a little more weight just because it's the first game of the season for the Bulldogs. And it's kind of a rivalry week. When you want to start your season on the right foot. As right. Well. Absolutely. And this, you know, we, we, we picked our, we picked last week and we had tech finishing pretty well. And we, Tech needs to win this game. No, I agree. But there is still the question. We didn't get to put two quarterbacks on the field last year. We didn't get to see who was going to take the lead for the Bulldogs. And I think that's where that hurts you this week. Yeah, and I'm just slightly – because this is a game that, you know, I'm sure the guys get a little more fired up too just because it's, you know, Conference USA rival as opposed to, you know, Baylor who – You'd like to win that game, but it doesn't really hurt you if you don't. Well, and I think, too, you know, going into this game, seeing how Southern Miss performed defensively against South Alabama, I think ideally you'd like to go in and throw the ball 35, 40 times and really attack them through the air down the field with some of your playmakers at receiver. But like we said, you didn't get that opportunity to get on the field. You're not really sure who your number one quarterback is, whether it's Aaron Allen or Luke Anthony. So I think, you know, do do you give Henderson some early touches on that first drive? try to pick you up some first down, kind of get some rhythm offensively, and then allow your quarterback, uh, whether it be Allen or Anthony, to settle in and, and then go from there. It'll, it'll be interesting to see what Tech's uh, game plan is early on as they kind of feel their way through things in that first quarter. And you saw that in the NFL this week, and it was like the first half was basically preseason. How many oh, games yeah. a team was leading in the first half or was slow in the first half and the second half, totally different game. You know? Yeah, the and Browns so, really got smoked. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I was thinking more like the Eagles and some other sure. teams that, um, you know, were doing things well or weren't doing things well. And then after the half, uh, it was just a total turnaround. So it'll be interesting to see. I, I know that the guys, from what we've heard from the coaches, the guys are extremely fired up to play. It's just been a heck of an emotional two weeks for these guys to. to it's been an emotional I mean, can you, six months. Yeah, and then to think you're about to play, and then a few days before it gets ripped from you. So. Um, and then just a health concern. So I think it's important for the Bulldogs to stab, get back to the normalcy of the season and the grind, and it's just crazy that you jump into to conference play immediately. Yeah, and I think that's something that, you know, it's like Skip Holt said, ideally that's not what you want, but you play the cards that you're dealt, and you have to figure out a way uh, to pick up an early season road conference win. So let's go ahead, take our next time out. We come back from the break. Be joined by 13-year NFL vet, Louisiana Tech alum, Shaman Williams. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. We'll be right back after this. Uncommon. How would you describe it? Would it be above the ordinary? Outstanding? Exceptional? First National Bank, the Uncommon Bank, is above the ordinary. An outstanding bank dedicated to exceptional customer service, trust, and courtesy. First National Bank, we promise to be uncommon in all the things we do. Member FDIC. Bulldog fans, this is Chris Brister from Brister's Smokehouse, and I'd like to invite you to our new location, 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston, across the street from our old location. Stop in and try our famous scatter load on your choice of four different types of bread. Our barbecue nachos are piled high with your favorite type of meat. And you have to taste for yourself our tender and juicy smoked cooked chicken, my personal favorite. So whether you're in town or at a tech game or just in the mood for the best barbecue in town, come see us at Brister's Smokehouse, 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. The Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show is brought to you in part by O'Neill Gas. O'Neill Gas offers propane delivery to homes and businesses throughout North Louisiana and South Arkansas. They also offer a wide range of propane and natural gas appliances. For more info, go to O'NeillGas.com. Walpole Tire and Service has been a proud LaTeX supporter for over 60 years. So when the Bulldogs hit the field or hardwood, make sure your vehicle is game ready. Let the staff at Walpole get you safely to and from the game with brake repair, alignments, and computer diagnostics. Plus all major brands of tires, including Goodyear, Michelin, and BF Goodrich. Walpole Tire and Service, a name you can trust. Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experience representation. This is Sports Talk 97.7, now on KPCH Ruston 99.3. Don't have time to keep up with Louisiana Tech sports the way you'd like to? No worries. Just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Cards hotline, 888-993-7762. Welcome back, Bleed Tech Blue Radio. It's BC, it's Beck Haynes, it's John Tabor. Appreciate you joining us tonight. Sports Talk 97.7 here in Ruston, Louisiana. Now join us on the Fairway Cards hotline, 13-year NFL veteran, Louisiana Tech alum, Tremont Williams. Tremont, thanks for joining us tonight. No problem. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, Tremont. So let, let's go back to your collegiate career at Louisiana Tech. Obviously, uh, a walk-on at Louisiana Tech. I believe you played under Jack Bignell. Um, what do you remember most uh, just about that initial start of your career when you walked onto the team uh, from when you began to make an impact? 
Um, I just remember the journey, man. Um, it was a, it was a lot of different uh, people coming in and out of the doors. It was different D coordinators and different D coordinators that uh, every year, and <clears throat> I had to continue to prove myself year in and year out. Um, so I, that, so the one thing that I did remember, I just remember the journey of, you know, trying to uh, be seen out there when I made it out there. And you talk about being a walk-on, and, you know, I was a former walk-on as well, albeit in baseball, but being a walk-on, especially in a sport like football, I know you're not given a ton of opportunities to prove yourself, and you talked about, you just mentioned to kind of make it known that you're out there and be seen. How how important was every rep for you uh, to, you know, make plays and make yourself seen so that you could become uh, that impact playmaker in the Tech secondary? It was important because, uh, you know, just like you said, you was a walk-on. Um, you usually don't get a lot of opportunities. The opportunities that you get, you have to make them count. So um, I just got underneath some guys who, who I trusted, um, uh, guys like Willie Shepard when, uh, when I got there um, and, and some other guys. And I got up, up underneath those guys, and I tried to learn as much as I can. And I did, and uh, eventually I started getting looked at. So it was it was cool. It was a good journey. Tremon, just obviously you've been you're in the league for 13 years. Can you just kind of take us through what that was like for you? I mean, that, that's a a lot of guys don't get that long of a career, and um, I mean, you just were consistent throughout. Can you just kind of walk us through your journey and, and your and your mindset as as year five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten come, and, and just how you were feeling about where you were at and and how you got there. Yes, sir. Um, first and foremost, just um, going undrafted, um, working your way up from walking on to college to um, being undrafted. And I wasn't like most other guys. I, evidently, I wanted to be drafted, but my mindset going into the NFL was just give me an opportunity. Just like when I walked on, it was the same mindset, just give me an opportunity. When I got out there, um, that's all I did. I just kept my head down and I worked. I remember – making it to Houston when I signed with Houston. And um, I remember making one of the, the, the first plays of training camp. And um, guys looked at me and was like, oh, man, this guy may have something, ha- may have something to him. But at the same time, um, my transition from Houston to Green Bay was a little bit different because when I was in Houston, like you said, as an as a undrafted guy, you got some guys who they consider a camp body, and you got some guys who they bring in who they actually really looking at. I think I was one of those guys who they brought in who they, as a camp body, I made them notice me, but they didn't quite notice me like I should. When I made it to Green Bay, it was a totally different story. When I made it to Green Bay, it was more of, okay, we knew what you did in college. We wanted to draft you. We brought you here because we know that you can play. It was more of that breeding that confidence into me right away as I was there to play. Even though I was undrafted, I had already been released by Houston. Now I was coming into a new place to where I had guys from the front office telling me that I was here to play. I mean, that done a lot for my confidence. It was was amazing. And and you talk about the NFL, and, you know, obviously – uh, they didn't get the opportunity to have that preseason time here in 2020. But how important was that for you, especially early in your career, to kind of get on the field and get some game reps to go along with some quality practice reps against some really good receivers, uh, whether it was in Houston or up in Green Bay as well? Um, it was very important. 
especially for me. And, I, and that's that was one of the things that I said that um, a lot of the, the undrafted guys and the guys who who are considered long shot guys um, is going to be a disadvantage for them because it was no preseason this year, and that was the only opportunity that those guys would have to showcase they, their abilities, and they wasn't able to do that this year. So um, it was tough, but for me it was it was great because. That's when I was able to make my impact. And you can, like you said, when I was in Green Bay, we had some of the best receiving core. I was there with Brett Favre, and I was there with Aaron Rodgers. Not a lot of people get a chance to um, have Aaron Rodgers as their backup quarterback. <laughs> Nonetheless, you know that's that, that's crazy. Yeah, no doubt. Just thinking about it, you know. So no matter who I was going up, going with at practice, I was seeing the best of the best, and uh, and eventually I just continue to get better and continue to get better because I was on the practice squad and the guys on the practice squad, you play against the starters at all times. It's your job to get the best look. You're going to be going against the, the best guys every day. And I took that as an opportunity to get better. And that's what I did. Tremont, I don't, I don't know how much you've been back to Ruston since you left, but can you kind of give us a, I mean, a two-part question? I mean, something, uh, a memorable time, a memorable play or game or whatever, from your time in Ruston, and then same question for your time in the NFL, what stuck out to you, maybe a play or a game or something like that? Well, the play that's always going to stick out to me is the Fresno State play when we when we beat Fresno, um, when it was ranked number 17 in the country. And they came into our, uh, our home and tried to disrespect us a little bit before the game. We kind of got into a little scuffle with them. And, um, and like I said, we, we went, they came out, um, I actually made the game winning interception to win that game. So I always remember that one right there because um, because of the rival first and foremost, but because of everything that escalated before the game even started. That's awesome. A little spicy. A little and, spicy, huh? And, and just back to the NFL side of things, you know, you have your first year in Green Bay where, you know, you didn't necessarily get a ton of starts, but, you know, in your second year in 2008, you really begin to break out five interceptions, four more the next year. Six in 2010, you become a pro bowler for the first time. H- how could you feel your pre- career progress from that standpoint to where you were that undrafted guy, but now as you beco- began to become more proven and you became a leader in that Green Bay secondary, how did your mindset shift throughout those few years? Well, I had guys around me um, who were real professionals and leaders. Um, I got an opportunity to come into Green Bay with, um, with Charles Woodson and Al Harris. And, um, and, and the safety, Nick Collins, like all of these guys were Pro Bowl players. And it looked it bleak for me for a while because guys was like, man, they got Charles Woodson, Al Harris, and some other guys out there. I don't know if you're going to get a chance to play out there. Um, but I've always believed in my ability. I always believed that if you, if, if you put me on the field with greatness, I can become greatness because I felt that my ability had greatness in it. So um, I just kind of, like I did when I was at LaTeX, I got under Charles Woodson, Al Harris, Nick Collins. I got under those guys. I learned the game, and I, I learned it at a rapid pace. And as I learned it, the game slowed down for me on the field. So once I got a chance to get on the field, my first snap was against Kelvin Johnson. <laughs> my, my first snap was against Kelvin Johnson. And um, I kind of was like, man – Y'all going to put me out here in the middle of the game. That's dirty. On Kelvin. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> on Kelvin, but it was two things that was going to happen. Either I was going to swim or I was going to sink. 
And I decided that I didn't want to sink. So I, I, I began to swim. So I actually had three breakups on Calvin that game. And that's when I began to get into the rotation of being put in the game. And uh, like I said, I had those guys, Charles, Charles Nimarami, who kind of tutored me and showed me the ropes to, of what I need to do, of how I need to study film. And I was able to do those things, and the game slowed down for me. And I just began to take off from that point right there. All right, so biggest moment in the NFL, what do you got? Oh, Super Bowl, of course. Of course. <laughs> Super, Bowl, uh, <laughs> Super Bowl, of course, because I actually had three interceptions on that run, so I ended ended that season with nine, nine interceptions. Wow. And, and so how, it was, how, how crazy is the Super Bowl, like, the week building up to it? For, like, from a media standpoint, especially as good of a year as you had had, how, how crazy was that week just building up to it? It's different, man, because you understand that there's a lot of media already in the NFL. But when you get to the, the biggest game that it is for that year, um, the media doubles and triples. I mean, there's cameras everywhere. You can't go anywhere without cameras being there. It's interviews after interview. Um, it, it was just crazy. You have to actually remain focused on the game because there's so much going on. That kind of sounds like us here at Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Tremont. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you, you know we, we've kind of we're pretty excited here in Ruston. Tech is you know we've had, we put a lot of guys in the NFL the past few years, and you know even the guy that sticks out to me is Boston Scott, who was a walk on at every level, and and now he's with the Eagles. I mean, what do you? We're, we're hoping that Tech becomes a place where where high school players are looking to come to and feel like they have a chance to to make it into the NFL. So what what do you what can you say to those guys is I mean you you started that almost. I mean it, it was true for you. So what do you say to those guys that are contemplating coming to Tech and and uh, to play football? They should come. They they, they they really should come because when I came to Tech um I felt like a lot of other schools they don't accept walk-ons like like Tech does. And then they gave me a fair shot. Like, I'm always grateful for that because I always say that even though somebody invites you on a team doesn't mean that you really have a fair shot. Those guys actually looked at me as a player who could have been one of their scholarship players, even though I wasn't on scholarship at the time, and they gave me a legitimate shot. And for that, I'll always be grateful. Um, and, and I think that that tr- tradition is going to continue. Like, when I left, I actually, my, my cousin Jordan Mills, so Jordan Mills actually been in for nine years himself, and um, that's my little cousin, and he decided he was going to go to Tech, but he, he actually got a scholarship out of high school. So, um, And a lot of other guys from my hometown decided to go to Tech too, so it's, it's been an inspiring and motivating thing, not only for myself, but for guys from my hometown and some everywhere else. And last question before we let you get out of here. You, you just wrapped up in 2019, your 13th year in the NFL. Um, what are you doing these days? Are you staying ready, waiting for that next phone call? Well, I've got quite a bit of phone calls, but I'm staying ready right now um, and spending time with the family right now, man. Um, taking the kids to school every morning. I mean, this this is one of the first years I got a chance to do those things. So I don't want to miss out on that, but I'm taking the kids to school every morning doing all the things that I need to do, doing the homework, doing everything, man. So I'm being a dad and, <laughs> awesome. um, and still staying ready at the same time. So um, when the opportunity shows up that I think is good for me, then I'll move. But 
Until then, I'll be here being a great dad. Absolutely, Absolutely <laughs> Jamon. Well, we, we certainly appreciate you joining us tonight. It's, it's been a pleasure to talk with you and uh, certainly wishing the best for you and uh, your family uh, for the rest of 2020 and uh, throughout the remainder of your career. Appreciate it, man. Thank you all for having me. Jamon Williams, 13-year NFL vet, Louisiana Tech alum. His story, you know, it's, it's an unconventional story, but we see how often – undrafted guys make a tremendous impact in the NFL and it's just you know it's one of the better interviews we've ever done just a, a cool dude to talk to. It's just to. crazy like he mentioned it like you know Tech gave him a shot like how I mean just what if there was one more guy that came in that was a little better than him that they that, thought was slightly the, better and they never yeah. they never let him have a shot like his whole life has changed you know so that really is neat it was great to talk to him I mean we've we've been admiring his career for years and years um, but just super happy for what he's done for the, the reputation of the program. And, um, you know, we hope we can add a lot more guys that can have that same story. You know, Boston Scott being one, um, but always good to hear from the guys that are, that are have done it well. Absolutely, without a doubt. So let's go ahead take our final break of the night. When we come back, we're going to put a bow on it. You're listening to Lead Tech Blue Radio. First National Bank, we have a strong team of bankers who are dedicated to meeting the needs and dreams of our customers. With competitive rates, tailored loans, and exceptional customer service, your experience with us is sure to be like no other. We invite you to come tailgate before every Louisiana Tech home game. First National Bank, we are the uncommon bank. Visit us online at fn.bank, member FDIC. Bought a car and need a license plate? Come see North Louisiana Title Company in West Monroe. Bought a trailer and need to get it registered? Yep, North Louisiana Title Company. Want to transfer the title of your four-wheeler? That's right, North Louisiana Title Company. From titles to plates, renewals to notary service, we make it quick and affordable. North Louisiana Title Company at the corner of Cypress Street and Jackson Street, just east of the Walmart Neighborhood Market in West Monroe. Got a lot of stuff? Ideal Portable Buildings has what you need. A new custom-built portable building built with quality materials at low prices no one will beat. Ideal also carries dirts and portable buildings in all sizes from a garden shed to a lofted barn cabin. And keep all your stuff covered with a new Eagle Carport from Ideal. Rent to own with no credit check and 12 months same as cash with approved credit. Find Ideal Portable Buildings on Facebook or call 699-9426. Hey, DQ fans, the new Fall Blizzard Treat menu is here. It's a lineup of all your favorite fall flavors blended with world-famous vanilla soft serve with pumpkin pie, caramel apple pie, Oreo mocha fudge, choco-dipped strawberry brownie dough, and snickerdoodle cookie dough. Every bite feels like diving into fall, leaves and all. It's officially fall at DQ. So hurry and make the season sweeter with the new fall blizzard treat menu today. Gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Carts Hotline, 888-993-7762. Oh, you gotta love it. It's Bleed Tech Blue Radio. It's BC. It's Beck Haines. It's John Tabor. It's time to put a bow on it. It's been a great show. To talk to Sutton, runs his mouth a little bit. I mean, does he ever? 
Heath Hinton talking Louisiana Tech Southern Miss. Ben, it is game week. It's rivalry week. We're jacked the Bulldogs up. Bulldogs are playing football on Saturday. Beck, I'm going to be at the beach Saturday. I'll be texting you. Post it up. Watching the dogs. A little nervous, pacing around the room a little bit. I told the wife we're putting the kids Wait, to bed does, at 6 does, does that mean I get a, a special appearance from old bye week on Saturday? You wish. I think old Sean Foxy will be in here. Oh, oh Foxy's. I'll, I'll get him out of here. Tavis sees him enough. Beck. What? You don't Actually, stay up Actually, I probably see you more than I see Foxy. That's probably true. Yeah, he'll Lucky probably, you. He'll probably be from Why the is he going to be up in here? He's coming in for me. Mark Kramer, oh, post-game ask, show. You didn't ask me to do it. I, I didn't know you'd sign up. Sorry about it. Tabes, you believe this? No polar pop for that guy. Dude. <laughs> no polar pop for that guy. Let's take a look at some of the matchups around Conference USA this week. Of course, Louisiana Tech traveling to Southern Miss. Hugh Freeze and the Fighting Liberty Flames travel to Bowling Green, Kentucky to take on the Hilltoppers of Western Kentucky. That's uh, a game Conference USA needs to win. Appalachian State at Marshall. Can Marshall keep it going? I think QB Grant Wells will be making That's his. That's a tasty little matchup right yeah, there. Yeah, especially with how Marshall's quarterback performed week one. I I think they got a chance to pull that one off. Um, SFA will travel to UTSA. I would expect Jeff Trailers Club to move to 2-0. and Charlotte heading to Chapel Hill for a matchup with the Fighting Mac Browns in North Carolina. That's the 12th-ranked Tar Heels. Willie Taggart, debut at FAU on the road at Georgia Southern. Uh, I actually believe I heard that FAU has paused practice. I believe that game might end up being postponed. Troy and Middle Tennessee getting set for the first game of a home-and-home this year. Hopefully the Blue Raiders can bounce back after that awful performance at Army in the opening week. So, or SMU, Sonny Dykes heads to Denton to take on North Texas. Um tasty matchup i don't know that i necessarily expect north texas to win i would expect smu to be favored probably by seven to ten points but um you know it's an opportunity to knock off a quality opponent if you're seth latrell and then the dumpster fire matchup of the week abilene christian the fighting luke anthony's the fighting luke anthony's at utep over or under 100 people watching that game on ESPN+. Plus. Just under, for sure. <laughs> Taking the all under. Even the players' parents are like, I'm not watching this. No, not watching a game out in El Paso, that's for sure. Um, you know, we, we mentioned in the Open, Louisiana Tech Athletics Director Tommy McClellan uh, will be heading to Vanderbilt here in a couple of weeks here at the end of the month. Uh, we'll have some updates on that throughout the Next week or so, as far as some candidates for that job, mm. I've got a question for you. Yeah, Beck. what you got? Skip Holtz, AD. Yes, no. Man, I don't see it. I don't see it. I would love I think, it. I, think I would love good, it. Yeah, oh, I'd love it. I think he'd do a good job. But last time I checked, head football coach is not a part-time job. The stuff you deal with as an AD, Ben. It's a lot. Do you know? Do you know what you deal with? You have to care about I every don't. sport. I don't. You have to care about every single sport, and you got to deal. With all this pandemic crap. Especially right now, yeah. man. I mean, this is... It's a tough time. Right. He's trying to win another bowl game, man. He ain't got time. Looking for the number to seven. To worry about parking passes. He ain't, he ain't lying about that, I'll tell you. It's going to be interesting. This this news, let's be real. Kind of caught me off guard a little bit. Came 
came out of nowhere. Yeah. I was just and looking at the old phone one day. A little text comes in from Bleed Tech Blue BC about Tommy leaving. Shocked. I was. It's a. It's an interesting time to having to be having to replace your athletic director. You mentioned the pandemic. Yeah, but an athletic director, it's like something's always in season. Now, no, I football's agree. king. Let's no, be yeah. real. There, that ain't a lie. Unless you go to Duke. But, I, love the I mean, devils. it's just, you know, there's no, like, transition season for ADs, I guess. Speaking of football being king, not at Kansas. Woo! Last miles. Woo, basketball team. Doesn't like the there. taste of the grass up there. Yeah, doesn't like the turf. So ben, we'll, did you win in fantasy this week? We'll be having some updates on the athletics director job over the next week or so. Back to fantasy. Back, ben know. took an L. Yeah, Saquon Week Barkley rushing L. for four yards did not do your boy any favors. Man. Rough week for the old keeper. Yep. I had Julio. He's my keeper. He did all right. I got a question for you. Yeah. So, and, and Tabes, you can chime in on this as well. You know, we hear, you know, all the time, you know, fantasy football in the NFL, it, it's really king these days. You oh. know, we, we live and die for fantasy football. But number one person that really gets on my nerves is like, don't be mad if so and so doesn't do good on your fantasy team. Like, like, give me a break. Like, sorry if I want my fantasy team. Like, I'm just trying to I have mean, fun. The 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 NFL would not be what it is without fantasy football. Nobody cares about the Titans and the Broncos playing at ten o'clock at night unless you have a player playing and it's the last game of the week. Tapes, did you have <laughs> Goskowski? No. <laughs> Dodge a bullet on that one. Oh, Steven, not sure how he still has a job on this Tuesday. Oh, because he made the last one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If he misses that, he doesn't. Here's the deal. Yeah, Ben, I, I agree that the analysts to get on there and talk about don't be mad at this player. It's like, listen, it's like, we're I'm consumers. Not, we're, I'm interested in games that, I wouldn't that, normally care that about. fantasy, she's a cruel mistress. Yes. She is. And yes. it's like, I'm not like legit like mad at the guy. Yeah. Like, I'm not yeah. going to like. I just get Cut on, him. I just I've, get I've on got, Twitter I've gotten, and berate him. I've gotten bit. legit mad. I've threatened guys that you're going to get benched. <laughs> I'm going to cut you. That's about My it. My favorite though. is when we say, like, one of the guys in our group message will be like, well, you know, got to call a team meeting, players only meeting here <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just to figure it out because we've got to get it together. But I will say, I took a loss this week, too, but not mad at how my team performed. Just played a high-scoring individual. Yeah, I did you, score more points than Ben this week. Oh, well, Beck, you, are, are you over here tallying up moral 